This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Arsenal returned to Premier League action this weekend against Crystal Palace in a very interesting tie, having just seen Roy Hodgson's team play just a couple of days prior in the FA Cup as they were beaten by Everton. Arsenal, welcome back, Gabriel Jesus. We're going to be talking about all about this game and more very shortly with some fantastic guests. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal preview series, a show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. And today's show, as always, I'm joined by some fantastic guests to talk about Arsenal's game against Crystal Palace. First of all, joining us for the first time in a while is Pablo. How are you doing, Pablo? You good, you well, mate? You're on mute. Classic, brilliant, perfect dream start. There it is. He's still on mute. It's there. It is. It's been so long, I forgot what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having us tom and yeah appreciate it. looking forward to this one no worries man good to see you and speak to you again uh joining us as well is dan how you doing dan you good joel yeah all good thank you how you doing you well not bad mate not bad at all uh and making up our quartet this evening is alex how you doing alex yeah i'm not too bad at all um i'm very happy the arsenal are back playing to be honest because it's been mm. a, bit of a lonely week <laughs> Mm, yeah, it's uh, it sucks, to be honest. Like Sometimes I'm like, you know, it's good to have a break, especially after our form being so poor. It's nice to not have your weekend ruined in some ways, but it's been dull. I found it really dull, especially because there's other Premier League games going on. I thought that would help. That, for me, made it worse that there were other Premier League games going on, like City obviously winning, um, and then we we have to watch them come back in their game, and then frustratingly we uh, have to wait to be able to respond. And thankfully, the likes of Aston Villa drew, and uh, Spurs also drawing with Manchester United as well, which made it a bit better. But my goodness me, did it uh, uh, did it feel like it dragged out somewhat? But Crystal Palace at home, it's a nice game, Pablo, to come back to. I say that with. Uh, Fingers crossed <laughs> on touching wood, certainly. Is there such thing as a nice game? <laughs> we are, no. To be honest with you, we could have had a lot worse than Crystal Palace to come back to. Um, I'm hoping that this break has kind of got the team back to sort of in their mental state, back where they need to be. 
and hopefully the fans as well, because obviously, as you know, I go to the Emirates every week, and mm. the atmosphere the last couple of times, you could literally cut it with a, with a knife because he was horrendous in there. Um, and that obviously reflects on the players. So I'm kind of hoping that although the break was boring for us, watching all the other Premier League teams play, I do believe that hopefully this is a fresh, almost like a fresh start for everyone. We've had a break, everybody comes back with a bit of lift and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, do you see this Dubai break as, as a good thing? Because I've seen plenty of people attempt to try and say that we rewarded some bad form with a holiday. Um, I think they needed it. I think the the, the games were coming, coming thick and fast and they were suffering, you know, like the lack of form. The fact that we, I think, created more chances up to this point this season compared to last season, but we've con- we've scored, is it under one goal a game? I didn't know that. Do you have the numbers yeah, on? we we uh, I don't have a thing, but I saw them on um, Twitter. We we've created more chances, clear chances this season compared to last. But we've con- we've scored, I think it's like one out of three compared to last season. Mm. I'll see if I can. So, but it's, but it's showing. We we we're cutting teams open and just not doing nothing with it. And it's 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 a hard watch because then you can play so well for so long in a game, and then they go and score a goal. And I think that's where Pablo is experiencing that the crowd. It's like mute, isn't it? Like they're expecting us to keep going rather than getting behind the team like last year. I don't know. I haven't been to the stadium. I want to experience it, but I need to get a bit louder. Yeah, it does. It, it, there's something about this season at the Emirates that is, you, you're right. I think it's it's personally down to the expectation changing. And like, mm-hmm. if we're not leading by like 10 minutes, people are like, well, what's this about? Oh, why aren't we winning? <laughs> there's a little yeah. bit of maybe entitlement about it, if you like. We just, I think we need to be humbled a bit. And, and you know, this people can talk all they like about the allocation being cut for the Ashburton Army or the ballot or whatever, but there's 46,000 odd season ticket holders in that ground, you know, that are that supposedly diehard fans. We need to get beyond the team. It's for me, it's the players first and the manager first always. But, you know, if we want to talk about the atmosphere, I think there's sometimes where we do have to look internally at ourselves sometimes yeah. as we can do better well you guys can i can't i'm, I'm silenced in the press box but <laughs> trust me i try still try my best even from the position of being basically muzzled at times alex uh of course palace are a side that we have had our issues against in the past how much do you think though that their game on wednesday going all the way up to goodison park losing getting knocked out of the fa cup have been two days between then and this game will affect how they will play um i think it'll be a mixture um they might be a little bit leggy, but on the other side of that, having just lost the game, they're gonna wanna they're gonna be hungry to not lose this one. Um I I don't think that they're by any means a bad team. So I think we we need to be at our best. Um us having been well rested, um I think that's important. Uh I think we needed a break. I don't I don't think that you can see it as holiday in the same sense of you know they've still got a train they've still got to put 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 work in um and you know i think we needed a bit of a mental break probably more so than a physical break to be honest because mm-hmm. i think as a, as a team being through the ringer a little bit the last month or so it's been all over the place so i think it's very important that they had that opportunity um yeah. but you know i think i think everyone I'm not everyone. So, some people have reacted in the sense of... He's listened to this show a few times. Uh, <laughs> I think some people have reacted to what's happened and said, you know, title race is over, everything's over. Um, we're not 
that far off it, I don't think. Mm. I mean, points-wise, I think form-wise, certainly we're, we're miles off it. But but what, what you need to consider is whether we can turn it around. Obviously, the second half of the season has a bad context within the Arsenal uh, fan base. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic when I can because, um, yeah, what else, what else can you do? <laughs> no, of course. But I think there's one thing under Arteta's tenure is that he's been good at kind of quashing the banana skins, if you like, of, of Arsenal. Be that, you know, records away at big six sides, winning at Old Trafford, winning at Spurs, you know, our record at Palace, our record at home against Brighton. You know, things that haven't gone historically too well for Arsenal in recent past has been addressed by Arteta. So we're hoping that the second half of the season will be... Another one. I did check those numbers, by the way. I can't get the exact figures in terms of like the amount of chances correct. But what I can say is that last season, we averaged 14.11 shots um, in every game. This season, it's 15.25. So we are averaging more shots. But you're right, Dan. We're, we're just not scoring as, as many goals. And Pablo, that yeah. is where the focus will be tomorrow, or rather on Saturday, is that the focus will be on the fact that Arteta's going to have to pick one of the centre-forwards. I know we'll come on to our 11s in a bit, but with Jesus back, I think that the overall consensus will be that he'll start Jesus once again. How are you feeling about what needs to be shown? Because I don't think just a 1-0 win is enough to, on Saturday. I think Arsenal need to win and win well to, to get that momentum. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, obviously everyone can see the chances of being created. Yeah, um, And it's frustrating to watch. All these chances coming by against Liverpool. As you can name pretty much most games, barring maybe Fulham and a couple of others. Yeah. Um, we've created the chances, we're just not finishing it. Um, I think that's down to pressure as well for where the success we did have last season um is kind of having a knock-on effect this season where kind of you're expecting um, Martinelli to finish, Saka to finish his chances, Jesus and stuff like that. And then as they're not finishing then the pressure just keeps mounting up and mounting up and mounting up. Um, so it, it gets to a point where I don't think there's much Arteta can do to fix that. Yeah, because that's something that the players within themselves are going to have to get a couple of lucky goals and then just sort of trying to build from there. And they're going to have to pick themselves up. Yeah, um, I think on Saturday is, again, is going to be the first sort of 15, 20 minutes is going to be very important for Arsenal. Because if we're 15, 20 minutes into the game, we're not really creating much or we are creating and we're missing silly chances, then again, the same pressure we had before the break is just going to bounce straight back again. And then you're going to start seeing the same repeat of things to happen. And I think an early goal is, is kind of almost like a, a must for us. Um, and then once we get that early goal, that might actually even just settle everybody, crowd, fans, Arteta, everyone. And then we'll start sort of playing the way we know we can play. You know? But at the moment, I just think is, is that pressure is that 20, 25 minutes to get a goal. Well, it's better because it used to be the first minute because we used to concede inside like 30 seconds too often, three Some games. Really it within a minute. <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where I was looking at the clock, waiting for it to tick over a minute because our record was so bad inside the first minute. So, yeah, but you're right. An early goal changes things for us. 
it hadn't it didn't against Fulham, but we obviously played really poorly that day overall. And it was kind of a bit of a fluky goal in the in, in the sense that we scored that one. So I think an early goal and a good performance. I can usually I think we can all usually tell within the first five to ten minutes what type of performance we're going to see from the side today. You know, it's if it, it's energetic, if it's like the severe game, if it's like the Brighton game at home, you know that we're going to be peppering the opposition all game with chances. But if it's if it's like the Fulham game and it's timid and it just lacks that edge. I mean, the Liverpool game sometimes as well was a little deceiving because we again, peppered them in the first half and dominated things and should have been leading in that half and, and we didn't take our chances and sadly we were punished and we can't afford to do that against Palace. Um, Dan, the oh, there has been some interesting kind of uh, whispering around uh, social media today about the Dubai trip and kind of uh, who's in form and Smith Rowe's names come up. Do you foresee a way back for him into the squad? Hundred percent. I don't think he's um, been sort of pushed out because of uh, his um, skill and ability. It's more like maybe game management with regard to his injury. Because I remember when Martinelli had that bad injury and he came back. I think it was a whole season. We was waiting for him to get a good stretch of games. All he kept getting was ten minutes, five minutes, twenty minutes, and I think the crowd were disgruntled to say the least. But then the following season, once he'd built up his 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 body again. He hasn't looked back since. So he's got two seasons now in the first team, flying high. I think Smith Rowe is just being managed. He's he's come off the back of two big operations, and you know we all love him. He's got the number ten for a reason. And I think there's something to be said about where he might play. Uh, you know, <laughs> if he's to come into the team, and I think that left hand side is pretty locked down. You know, between. Um, between Trossard and Martinelli and Nelson now, of course, who started against Liverpool. So you'd imagine if he is to play, he would start in the middle. Do you see him? Do you think that is where he's going to be best for us? I think so. It'd be nice if um, he could start getting minutes. You know, like when Odegaard is sort of tiring towards the end of the game, bring him on in that 10 role, but maybe shore up the left-hand side because we can't have him darting through, Havertz darting through and then leave a massive gap. So there has to be a bit of balance there. So if he's going to start Havertz in the left eight, Smith Rowe comes on for him because they're effectively going to do the same thing except for Smith Rowe's going to do it with the ball at his feet and Havertz is going to do it as like a ghost run into the back of the box, isn't he? Mm, absolutely. And I, I really do hope that he gets more opportunities and, and is able to show what he's capable of because if, if he comes back and he's on form for us, it, it, to, to use the classic cliche, it will be like having a new signing in the squad because we've just not had Smith Rowe really there and in and around the team, um, which is interesting. Now, Alex, the left-hand side is obviously coming for a bit of criticism um, over the last few weeks. And Zinchenko has not been pictured in training. There's not been an expectation that he's trained and he is a doubt for this weekend still. We know that Tommy Asu's away at the Asia Cup, which means that Jakub Kivior is likely to start another game in this role that some people say he can't play. Some people say that, you know, I am included in this group to say that we've, we've seen him be able to show some good performances in this position. He does it for his, his national side, of course, as well. But how do you feel about the continuation of him playing in that position? I think that we... I think that this is one of the... And this is me probably criticising... Maybe criticising Arteta to an extent... You are well, allowed to do that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was thinking. I was thinking about how I'm how I'm saying it. I suppose. Um, I think that the way in which we play is very set, and perhaps where we've reached a point where we don't have any players who can play that position. Mm. I think we have to look back potentially to last season and think what worked. Then we had 
maybe we push Kivior inside and we have mm. Ben White who is going to go off and be the attacking threat on that side. Mm. Like I, I understand the need to, for consistency in terms of how you play, in terms of the, the pictures that the players are going to see need to be consistent. But I also think that putting players out of their comfort zone is not always beneficial and especially when we're trying to build confidence back up um and i'm not saying we completely change the way we play i'm just saying we invert on a different side you know he loves to invert um i think i think the left hand side is difficult though because of the left wing position as well you mm. know with martinelli um sort of not firing uh trossard's obviously had a mixed season but then I think, you know, we look at it and we say, oh, the, the whole team's probably be, has, has been underperforming. So how are we going to get confidence back? You know, you, you can you can use a lot of tools. You can look at the way in which we've played before that has worked for the players. Maybe changing it back to that might bring some form of confidence back. Obviously, it's up to the players to score at the end of the day. It's up to them to to win games to an extent. But we also have to look at, the manager in in the sense of he's got to facilitate that for them you know we can't just mm. if things aren't working and you keep on going then you know what's going to happen down the line i'm worried as a a michael elise um against kivior i'm worried at least he's not fit thankfully um, oh is he not oh well no, Eze will be there. <laughs> um because yeah i'm a big fan of both of those players um, but I think that's that's just one thing that we should look at. And, you know, I'm just going to shout out to my, my friend Connor, who's always said that Mar- he thinks Martin Lee should go and play down the middle. Mm. Uh, apologies to shout out on the show, but, but I yeah, I, I, I don't want to take <laughs> the idea as my own. Um, in, in, in terms of getting him nearer the goal and in terms of when we've struggled and Eddie and Ketty has not been playing, particularly well you know we've not really had an option for such a long time as a second option and it doesn't look likely to happen in January mm. so you know if, if it's not working you've got to do something about it and you've got to use the players you've got if you're not going to sign any others so yeah you do um and that's why I'm glad I was asking about Smith Rowe earlier as well because I think it is about trying to find different answers um to what problems that we've got right now we're going to go to our lineups um Dan I think we're starting with you we are indeed talk us through your your picks and and why okay well I'm hoping Ramsdale keeps his place because I think the last game he he definitely showed he deserves to have a little run now you know Rat Ryder's had his little run time to hand it back to Ramsdale and see what he can do uh back four I've gone for the same Kivior Gabriel Saliba White but my intentions were that Kivior stays as the left back so left centre back and White inverts because if he's not overlapping on Saka's side I don't see why he's not pushing into the middle um he's he's good at distributing he's good at his positioning good it just makes sense to have him and Jorginho holding the base and then it'll allow 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rice and Odegaard to push forward, Rice being more of like a disruptor and Odegaard being the creator. And then it allows Martine, Jesus and Saka, the, the five up top, to to really sort of cause some damage. Because we're waiting for White to go down the wing and it's just not happening. Whether it be through his injury or it's a tactical change, something just ain't clicking on that side. And what it's doing is it's forcing the left-hand side to overwork and just Kivio don't have the the legs to go from left back to left centre mid and back again. So why not just play him as a left centre back and leave him there? Let, let Saliba and White push up or even Saliba push up just a little bit and let him do the passing out from the back. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would like the words on Ramsdale. I'll probably expand on that one and talk with, with my 11 as well. But, you know, Odegaard, I think, needs a really big 2024. He started the season there. There's obviously been questions about re- replicating what he did um, during the season that we competed for the title, 15 non-penalty goals. Uh, it was an incredible tally that you can't expect him to reach every single season, I don't think. But certainly, we want to see more goals from Odegaard and, and probably some extra creativity as well. Alex, talk for it, mate. Um, yeah, so I, I completely agree that if Rams, if we're being consistent with it, Ramsdale should start. However, I don't think we will be, and I think Ryle will start. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm for similar reasons to, to Dan, I've got Kivior playing left centre back. I've sort of talked about it a little bit. Um, we need Rice because Palace are a team that are very dangerous on the counter-attack. They've got quite a lot of pace. Um, you know, they've got a, a couple of strikers who can hold the ball up and they've got a couple of attackers who are in reasonable form, um, bar obviously the loss. But I think that Declan Rice is sort of the key with Gabriel, which is why I've put him as my star man because I'm worried about that side of the pitch. So I'm hoping Gabriel will be the star man, sort of shut down that threat a little bit. Um, and provide Kivior with the support. Um, Havertz I've put in because Palace are a very physical team, and I think that he does provide that. Um, Martinelli has been a little bit lacklustre for me, um, so I've put Trossard in. I, I think that he's, his ability to finish is obviously... He's probably the best finisher on our team when he's on form, and I'd like to see that he's able to get the chance to do that. Um, I don't think Saka's undroppable, but I think he's he's not far away from that. <laughs> so mm. um, just in terms of when he has a good game, it, it, it tends to mean that we win. 
Uh, and Jesus coming back in is uh, a blessing for this game because, again, from the physical side of things, I think that Jesus has the ability to hold the ball up when he needs to and or in, in one way or another. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that, like the others were saying, early goals are going to be key. And whilst we haven't got a plan B to an extent, we need to be able to finish using the players we've got. And I think that we have our best finishes on the pitch with that lineup, personally. Mm, no, it's, it's difficult to disagree. Uh, Pablo, finish us off, mate. All right, yeah. So I've pretty much gone with the same team as Dan. Um, I think almost every, in almost every position, kind of everybody sort of, you know who's going to start. You've got your preferred players, um, except for that left-hand side. Um, always seems to be a bit of a of a discussion there. So is it Martinelli? Is it Oda, um, Trossard? See, to me, I'm going to go with Martinelli uh, purely because I, I believe his pace is a threat at home. Um, and he, he kind of thrives on being... A, I think he plays a lot better at home than what he does away, to be honest with you. Um, and then in midfield, obviously, I'm sort of going from top to back, but you get my point. Uh, in midfield, I'm um, going with Jorginho as well. Um, reason being is, is that hopefully he can be a bit more of the disciplined player at the back and allow Rice to get more involved in the game. Because as Alex said, they are a physical side. And I mean, you need Rice to kind of almost have that freedom to be able to try and dictate the game. Um, and then Kivior is obviously the other change um, instead of Zinni. Uh, reason being is because Zinni's injured. I reckon if he's fit, he starts for me, um, especially at home. I think we will be the team on top of Palace, not Palace on top of us. And that's when you want Zivchenko playing. Yeah, mm. is when you're the team that is on the attack. Um, and for me, without a shadow of a doubt, Ramsdale should be given a chance. Um, I actually, well, that's one of the things that has frustrated me about Arteta is this whole goalkeeping situation. It is what it is. We're there now. Uh, we have to live with it. Um, but I know that from a lot of fans out there, Ramsdale is still number one choice. And he hasn't actually, even the last game that he played, I thought he'd done really well. Really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that the theme of the front three is an interesting one. I really toiled with bringing in Havertz uh, to the eleven because I just thought that I liked what he did against Liverpool. It just needed a goal. But with Jesus coming back, do we want to give him the chance to build up momentum? And I guess the answer is is yes. I think you do and think Palace is a good opportunity to do that. But yeah, you're right to highlight the Ramsdale situation again. I've gone with Ramsdale here. I'd like to see him start. Do I think that he will? No. Like Alex, I don't think that he will start at all. I think that Arteta will continue with his his first choice Premier League keeper. And I think that is arguably unfair because I think the performance from Ramsdale against Liverpool was of a standard that he deserves to come back in for the next game. I really don't want that to be his final game in an Arsenal shirt. And I hope that it is an injury, of course, that forces that to, to change things if Raya was to have an affliction. But... It just seems to me like that he's not been given a fair crack of the whip at all um, this season. And and if he doesn't come into this game, I don't know where else you're going to see him until there's an, an issue with, with Raya, of course. For me, Saliba is always going to be key. I know that this is a game in which we're expecting goals, um, but Saliba's foundation to stop those counter-attacks, stop the... Uh, opportunities that Palace will create is going to be really important. We can't concede in these types of games. Um, we need to make sure that we keep clean sheets, especially at home, because that's been something that we really do need to improve on is our home record with clean sheets. Um, 
The rest of the team, I think the boys have done an excellent job of rounding up. The other, obviously, quite a big pick in there is, is Smith Rowe. Jorginho was missing from, from the training images this week. We're not 100% sure if he's out or fit or what. We'll find out more about that in Mikel Arteta's press conference tomorrow. Um, but he has had and suffered with a, a foot problem in the last couple of months. So unless that's resurfaced and that's why he wasn't in those images and those videos, we'll have to wait and see. But if that is the case... Even so, I think there is scope to be a bit more attacking in this game. And Smith-Rowe, if indeed these rumours are to be believed that he's had a fantastic time away. By the way, I, I did my 11 well before those came out. I wanted to see Smith-Rowe in there anyway, uh, just because I wanted to give him the opportunity in 2024 to, to kind of kickstart with a clean slate, if you like, coming back after the break and seeing what he can do. So Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard with Rice in behind, I think is going to be a very interesting one, if indeed that is the selection. Right, we'll finish today's preview, of course, as we always do with our predictions. Pablo, we'll start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Arsenal. Um, I backed Martinelli, so I think Martinelli will get a goal. And then, um, I don't know, maybe Rice. Just to... The passion always flowing through Pablo <laughs> there with his prediction. I don't know. Maybe Rice. Uh, <laughs> you're describing your dinner at this point. I, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to the missus. Sorry. You asked him. <laughs> no, no, maybe Rice. Maybe. Maybe Rice. Oh, dear. Dan. Um, I'm going to go on a wild one. I think we're going to... This is the whooping that we've all been waiting for. I know they're going to cause problems, but it's time for a 4-0. 4-0, yeah. And uh, I reckon Odegaard, Nelly, Jesus, and yeah, I'll have a bit of rice as well. Let's have that. Lovely stuff. Two rice uh, on the menu so far. Alex? Sounds like my normal order at a takeaway. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I went out for an Indian the other day, and, and this is going to sound so partridge, right? But like, I was like, I've never had a biryani before. I'm always like, uh, order my curry, order my rice. And so I went for a biryani, which of course is a rice dish, and I will never go back to my old order. I, I'm sticking with it now. Biryani, it's amazing, I, isn't it? It's unreal. <laughs> I think I had it a few years ago where they, in like the, where they do it in like the pie pastry and like or the the pastry over the top, and then which is really good. But yeah, I'm a biryani man now, and uh, yeah, no more two rice for my curries, mate. It's going straight in there. So. <laughs> Alex, you don't have to tell us you're in the order. If oh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, so I'm going to cause shockwaves, I reckon. Oh, no. I don't like rice. I never oh, have. Okay. In my, in my life, I've never liked it. Just close his box, please. So, <laughs> and what I realised early, early doors in my life was if I didn't eat rice, I could always order a side when we had an Indian as a family. So right. I always have just curry, naan, Double naan, some sort of side dish. So I have um, chicken salon is my is my curry order. I love chicken. Very, very nice. Um, and so FK's I'll in a dream if he's watching this. He loves talking about food <laughs> on his podcast. Um, <laughs> on, Alex. Yeah, I do like rice the player just in case anyone. Um, I've seen Matt's <laughs> put in there. Um, but yeah, I think we will win 3-0. Uh, I think Gabriel will score from a corner. I think Trossard will score, and I think that Jesus will score on his on his comeback. Um, yeah, and I'm probably going to order a curry tonight now because it's Thursday. Uh, I'm trying to think now what night curry night is at Spoons. Is it is it Wednesday curry? Thursday night? curry Thursday. 
Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah, I worked for Spain for two years. I remember it well. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I don't give you the opportunity to tell us your your curry order. Oh, okay. I'm a Jal Frazee guy. I like a lamb Jal yeah, Frazee. That was my that was mine before I discovered biryani. Love, love a lamb Jal Frazee with pillow rice and keeman on. And yeah. Oh, don't love you guys, man. I'm supposed to be on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Danny Boyle, what's going with the two rice? Just checking. Sorry, I'm checking what Dan's going with two rice. Two, okay. two rice. No, I, I like biryani as well. That's one of my favourites. One thing, or it used to be uh, creamy butter, but now it's obviously creamy butter tofu. That oh. that has a different level of flavour to it. But yeah, more recently it's been biryani. Are you veggie now? I'm vegan. Oh, you vegan? Vegan over uh, vegan over two years. Yeah, yeah. I was saying this the other day, if I was vegan or vegetarian, I would just eat curry, I reckon. Because <laughs> with with vegan especially, like, I mean, my, my housemate's vegan and he eats so much curry. He needs to watch my channel, mate. I'm going to start showing him how to cook real vegan yeah. food. Give that a shout yeah. out, Dan. I was very impressed oh. by not only what you produced, but the overhead camera setup was was excellent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was that was forced. The, the next one's going to be even better. But yeah, um, I started a vegan food channel called Vegan Vital Kitchen, and uh, me and my partner, we've been vegan. I've been vegan two years. She's been about nine, ten years now. And some of the food she's put on the plate in front of me, like lasagnas and whatever, just really inspired me to say, you know what, we need to share what we're cooking. Because I've got a massive passion for cooking food. I watch mm. FK Snack Checks and I get excited because I want to see what he's about to have. Like you know, oh, so good. yeah, yeah. We yeah. we started the channel a couple of weeks ago, and and yeah, it's 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 really exciting how it's going already. And I've got my little camera set up now, getting ready to do the the third video. So yeah, second one will be out tonight. Oh, okay. so, I'll say the channel again just so people can for a second time. The Vegan Vital Kitchen. Vegan Vital Kitchen. Perfect. Yeah. I'll send it in the Discord again yeah. later as well. There we go. Uh, is it where it says make it plant powered? Is that it? That's the one. That's the <laughs> one. I'm going to put it in the chat box, people, for those that want to see it. So you can go Thank and check you. out the food channel. I tell you what, if I was ever to branch out into any other medium, it would definitely be food. Like 100%. 100%. I love cooking yeah. as well. Like yeah. tonight we've got a sausage ricotta pasta, which won't excite the vegans, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, no. No, remember, I, I replaced what you're saying, sausage, with saying else. So that, that sounds great. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's, it's yeah. So you just fry up the, oh, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> do it. I'm subscribing by the thousands. Of <laughs> Yeah, just fry up the the sausage with you know just the general kind of uh, the Italian base of of celery and carrot and red onion and stuff, and then um, get your herbs involved, get your red uh, red wine vinegar involved, um, fry that up, let it sizzle away. Then you add the tomatoes, cook them down, so you got kind of the sticky sauce uh, situation. Mm. Add a little bit of stock and let that cook down in the oven, unlike when you put the frying pan in the oven. Let that kind of get all sticky and stuff, and then add your pasta at the end, any pasta you want, and it's top. Nice. So, it yeah. sounds really good. It's very good. It's very good indeed. Um, 
Right, where were we? Predictions? Back I think. Um, so, <laughs> your prediction. Big wins. Yeah, I've got mine still to go. Uh, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. Uh, I'm going to go Jal Frazee, Biryani, and... Uh, no, hold on. That's wrong. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jesus with... I'd love Smith Rowe to score. That'd be great to see Smith Rowe get on mm. the end of it. I know I usually go for a Ben White screamer, but I'm, I'm breaking the rules today. I'm going for a Smith Rowe screamer. Uh, just to just just to really like the vibes, I think. Um, but let's go into the chat box and see what you guys have said. Predictions. I'm having to scroll up a lot now because that's all coming <laughs> into the chat box. Uh, it says three 0 Jesus hat trick. Jane says five nil. Rancid Pumpkin says one nil Arsenal with an own goal from holding. <laughs> that would be quite the amusing thing. Uh, Lynn says three one. Cesar says five one. And Tom and Lynn, oh, I'm a five. I don't know. I, don't, I think you have to agree to a bet before you start losing money. Uh, the Joker says Arsenal four. Crystal. Palace 2 um, and uh, yeah, Jay Collins says this is why I'm here curry chat so there you go uh, the curry <laughs> talk continues tomorrow morning of course at 8am but thank you everyone for listening please do show my guests plenty of love in the chat box in the comment section I imagine the comment section is going to be filled with people's curry orders now yeah. uh, which are welcome so please do leave your picks in the comment section down below but Pablo thank you for your time mate it was a pleasure oh, thanks for having us Tom really enjoyed it again and um, yeah let's hope for a win on Saturday Let's keep those fingers crossed. Dan, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you, and thank you for having me on again. And hello to you boys. <laughs> Been a long time since I've seen your faces. <laughs> and it's Vegan Vital Kitchen. Uh, you That's can find food channels, a couple of videos already up. Uh, so, yeah, get involved. And lastly, but thank not you. least, Alex, thank you for your time, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Um, thanks, listeners and Tom and the rest of the panel. Um, and you can always find me on the Discord. And of course, if anyone is localish to Bournemouth and wants to come and watch women's football, I now coach a women's football team uh, called Sports. So, right. if, if, um, yeah, it's quite a good standard, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes, mate. We're second in the league that. looking for promotion to the National League in women's football. If I start seeing hashtag Alex out, I know it's not going too well. So. I may have started that, sorry. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say if anyone's local to Bournemouth, come out for a meal, but no. Oh, just, well, well, I thought he was going to say, I'll cook you a great thank you so much guys for listening really appreciate your time do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show we'll be back of course live bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m to bring you all the latest updates surrounding the club and the last 24 hours uh, to discuss of course arsenal returning from dubai um maybe there'll be some transfer news we keep our fingers crossed that there is but i can't make any promises that's for sure uh, but thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.